you got your Bibles, you may need to open them to Acts, the second chapter and the 38th verse. And then also Acts, the 10th chapter, 42 and 43. And then I'm probably just going to teach a little while about one of the most important subjects in the whole Bible. And I want you to understand it. I want you to know it. I want it to be so deep in your spirit that you can tell anybody. You can explain to anybody the reason for the hope that is in you. Amen. Praise God. Do you have any hope in you? Praise God. Is your hope in this world? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized. Everybody say, Be baptized. Every one of you, amen, that means everyone. In the Greek, that means everyone. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. Everybody say the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 10 and 42 And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and dead. Man, ain't that amazing that Jesus is the one that's ordained to be the judge. Praise the Lord. Amen. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, everybody say his name. Whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. The remission of sins comes through the name of Jesus according to Acts 10 and 43. And Acts 2 and 38, remission of sins comes by baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. I want to preach for a little while about the remission of sins. Amen. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord together. Amen. Come on, prayer warriors. Help me pray right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, why don't you cry out to God? Are you thankful for truth? Come on, why don't you thank Him that your eyes have been opened? Why don't you thank Him that you can see? Hallelujah, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I wonder if you couldn't give God a wave offering now. Come on, why don't you praise him with a wave offering? Uh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I honor you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Man, I just want to teach or preach or whatever you want to call it tonight about the remission of sins. 
Amen. The Lord has been dealing with me about um, different doctrinal issues to uh, preach, amen, what this Bible says. Sometimes we, uh, we get to where we say these words, well, this is what I believe, amen, and let me, let me tell you what I believe. I believe the Bible. Amen. And you start getting into this, well, this is how I believe or this is how we believe. Amen. That's not very far down the road till you turn into a Branhamite cult or a Jim Jones cult and say, we believe in Kool-Aid. We believe in the Bible. I said, we believe in the Bible. We don't believe it any other way. And I'm just going to tell you, I don't care what the Catholic Church has been teaching for 2,000 years. I don't care what the Protestant churches have been preaching for 400 years. I believe what the apostles wrote in this book at the beginning of the church age. Don't give me anything else. Don't give me a new revelation that you found written under a rock somewhere. I don't want to hear what an angel told you. I want to hear what the Bible says. And if you'll give me the word, I said if you'll just give me the word, I can make it all the way. Man, many doctrines have been started under false pretenses. Joseph Smith saying an angel appeared unto him and gave him a bunch of scriptures and he writes his own Bible and creates the, the Mormon church, the church of the Latter-day Saints. Amen. I'm not looking for something new. I told a man uh, the other day, and I'm just going to be blunt with you, brother. Andrew Howard was here, a great preacher, and, and he's going to preach at uh, peak this year. And I told him, Brother Howard, don't you feel obligated to come up with a new revelation or new spin to try to get the crowd to jump up and down? I said, if God tells you to preach, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ uh, for the remission of your sins, uh, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, then that's what Pete needs to hear. If God tells you to preach, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean, and I will receive you, then that's what Pete needs to hear. The church needs to hear the Bible. I said it needs to hear the Bible. <laughs> Nothing wrong with adding, adding things in to help people comprehend and, and help people uh, make sense of things and make parallels and allegories and all that. It's called parables and Jesus did it and there ain't nothing wrong with it. Amen. But when church and preaching is all a bunch of reading poems that some Trinitarian wrote and Louis L'Amour stories and jokes and high-fiving and people walking out lost and don't know what the Bible said. Amen, it's time to get back in the book. 
I think we've had enough bottles full of milk. Uh, amen. I think it's time for some ribeyes. I think it's time for some meat for the church to eat. Uh, I think it's time to get something that will carry you. Let me tell you, it's going to take more than a feeling. It's going to take more than a doodad up and down your back for you to make it all the way. Because you're going to wake up one day and you ain't going to feel nothing. You're going to wake up and the doctor's going to say something's wrong. Man, my cousin, Brother Archie Owen, just called me. He's got lymphatic cancer. He, man, preached his whole life and he felt a little down. And I said, man, I'm telling you, God is in control. It ain't all about a good feeling. Uh, it's all about lining up with that book right there. Uh, amen. It ain't all about an intricate, neat little revelation some preacher preached. Uh, it's about making sure uh, you know what the foundation is. Hey, we're built on a foundation. Uh, it's Jesus Christ. Uh, he's the chief cornerstone. He was the one that was rejected by the builders. He's the one that the Pharisees didn't want. Let me go ahead and tell you, he's the one the Trinitarians don't want to talk about either. Call me Jesus only. Call me whatever you want to. Amen. But I believe in the power of Jesus Christ. I said, I believe in the power of Jesus Christ. Why is this important? What, what is the deal about the remission of sins? Let me tell you what the deal is. The word remission means a release from bondage. It means a liberation from captivity. It means the cancellation of a debt. It means the pardoning of a person, letting them go as if nothing had ever been committed. It is remission. It is cancellation of the debt of what? Where did the debt come from? It come from sin. Can you imagine somebody not preaching about sin? Praise God. I heard people say, man, that was you stepping on my toes. Praise God. Joel Osteen never stepped on anybody's toes. He steps on their wallet. Praise God. Wouldn't that be awesome to replace the toilet and find 600000 That's what I'm praying for, too. <laughs> Praise God. Hey, man, build a new. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about, do you? Amen. Plumber was working at Joel Osteen's church the other day. Amen. Patching a wall behind the toilet. $600,000 fell out. <laughs> Must be one of them miracles he was talking about. <laughs> or a thief. Oh, God, help us. Give me truth. Amen. I preach the truth hurts. But if you'll just let it hurt a little while, it'll start feeling good. I said, it'll start feeling good once you line up with it. It won't hurt. It won't step on your toes anymore. You'll be going like this. 
I believe it. Hallelujah. Amen. The reason you need remission, the reason you need cancellation of the dead is because of sin. What is sin? Well, it is an act of disobedience to the divine law. Praise God. An act of disobedience to the divine law. Oh, I've never done that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You may not have done it intentional, but you did it. Because all have sinned. All have sinned. All have come short of the glory of God. And if all have sinned, then all need remission. Tell you about this sin business. It is nothing to play around with. I can't get plain enough. You need to be careful what you're doing on your little iPhone. Amen. Praise God. These children, oh God. Help us, Lord. You ought to pray for these young people every day. There's no telling what some of the past generation would have ended up like if they would have had that technology in their hand. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, the sin in business, it ain't no joke. Let me tell you why it ain't no joke. Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. This wages is very interesting when you take the word and you study it in the Greek, what, what it's talking about. And it's talking about, it's almost like a military term where it is a ration that a soldier would get. And we're not really that familiar with that, but during times of war and different things, uh, soldiers would get a ration. They would get so much cash, so much bread, so much this, so much that. And they would just, it would be their little thing. And, and they got that because they were serving their country. Well, the writer says, our ration for being a sinner is going to be death. Praise God. When it was ration time, then they went into the barracks. They didn't give it to one, skip one, give it to one, hopefully miss that one, that one, get that one. Is every last one of them got their ration for this week, this month. Whatever it was. The Bible said, you're going to get your ration for the sin that you've committed. And your ration is going to be this bad word called death. Now this death ain't just a physical death, but it's, it goes beyond that. It's going to be wretched separation in the lower world. Praise God. Praise God. So if payday or the ration of sin is being condemned and sent to hell, separated from God forever, sin is a pretty important little deal. Praise God. I, 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 want, I want to preach plainly but mercifully at the same time. I'm, I'm walking a tightrope right now. In your mind, you've got to understand 
that sin is not anything you play with. I said it ain't anything you play with. Amen. Well, the Bible said when you look upon a woman to lust in your heart, you've already committed adultery. You know what that means? You need to learn how to turn your head, turn off the app, turn off the phone, throw away the whatever paper. Why? Because when you do that, you're going to get a ration. You've joined, you are a soldier of sin if you are committing sin. And when you're a soldier of sin, you get the payday of sin. Praise God. It's kind of quiet in here tonight. Praise God. Praise God. Help me, Jesus, to preach right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm telling you, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Amen. Why does the Bible say that? It says that because when you get a good dose of reverence for the things of God and the enemy comes and said, do you want to try this fruit? It's good to look at. It's good to eat. You're going to have enough fear of God that you're going to say, no, I'm not going to be getting... No, I don't want that payday. Uh, I, hey, hey, we're, we're blessed to know the word of God today. I said we're so blessed to know the word of God today. Uh, we got enough Bible that we ought to know when sin comes to us. What's going to happen if you partake? Some people think they can get away with it. What a foolish simpleton would think they could get away from God. Amen. Some people think if they could keep it from the pastor, they're going to be all right. You're looking at a piece of dirt that God breathed life into. I know nothing. I can do nothing except God help me. Amen. All I'm here to do is lead people. I'm here to teach people. I'm not here to be anybody's daddy or their mama or their executioner or the judge. I'm the under shepherd. And what does the shepherd do? He says, hey, if you come to prayer meeting with me, I know where some green grass is. I know where some miracles are. I know where some blessings are. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. So, since all have sinned, I'm talking about not just church, I'm talking about everybody in the world has sinned. And so everybody needs the remission of sin. So Peter tells us how to get the remission of sins, he's talking to the Jews. 
And he said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Amen. What that means is you have to be baptized, which was a ceremonial cleansing that the Jewish people did. But you've got to be immersed in water. And when this happens, they have to call the name of Jesus over you. This may sound elementary to you, but there's a lot of people who have come from a lot of different areas and a lot of different places. And I was talking to a man that got the Holy Ghost and he thought he was all right. And I began to talk to him about, you know, just making sure here. Amen. And it was when we first started, Brother Billy Phillips came and got the Holy Ghost. And I said, now you, you've been baptized in Jesus' name? He said, oh yeah, I was baptized. I said, did they say the name of Jesus when you were going under? He said, well, I don't remember. I don't, I don't know. We got to looking up. And they didn't say the name of Jesus. I'm talking about making it to heaven stuff right now. I'm talking about checking it off to make sure you may have been a little kid at some church across wherever, but I'm standing here on the wall and not scared to death. And I'm here making sure when they leaned you backwards, they said in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Why, why, why are you getting so plain? Let me tell you why. It would be awful for somebody to sit on the pews and think that they were right. A lot of, I'm just going to say it in years past, they would, churches everywhere would baptize children that didn't even know what was going on. People come and don't even know nothing. They just think they were baptized. Oh, yeah, I was baptized. They don't even know there's a certain way to do it that's right. And a way to do it that ain't right. I'm going to make sure everybody in this church knows. In this church, you've got to know that you've got to call the name of Jesus over you. I just tell you, if I didn't remember, or I went to Sleepy Valley Hollow Church and I didn't know, I'll tell you about what this boy would do. I'd be crawling in some water before I left. Amen. I, I remember when I was baptized. I know who baptized me. I remember what they said. Amen. And then he tells the same things to the Gentiles. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, everybody say his name. Through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remissions of sins. When you are a believer, you're going to get down in this water. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, that's just an act of the church. This is not an act. This is not just something we do to print you off a little deal. 
so you can put on your wall. This is for the cancellation of the debt of everything that you did before you walked into that. You don't want to pay for it. You say, well, what about this one over here that they speak in tongues? What is speaking in tongues? Speaking in tongues is the evidence that the Holy Ghost has come. Amen. What does the Bible say about the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost will lead you into all truths. If somebody gets the Holy Ghost and they begin... I'm going to tell you a story. I got a mother-in-law that got the Holy Ghost in the Assembly of God Church. Praise God. Spoken tongues. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And guess what? God began to start dealing with her about things in the church. They weren't preaching against nothing. They wasn't preaching nothing but John Wayne, Louis Lamar, jokes and fun time and God started dealing with her and she seen in the Assembly of God Church the oneness of God. And she got to looking into the oneness of God and realized I need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And God led her into all truth. Hey, I'm not here to knock anybody. I believe God can lead people to truth sitting on a fence post. If you got a heart that says, I want truth, if you got a spirit that says, whatever you want me to do, God, if you'll show it to me, I'll do it. Give me a dream. Let me hear a message. Let me see a scripture. Lead me, guide me. I will. God led her into truth and she went to a different church and was baptized in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Thank God. Thank God for Jesus' name. Baptism. Amen. I posted somebody getting baptized, a picture of them, 181 weeks ago. Been a lot of water under the bridge since then. And we've cleaned the baptistry out many times since then. But somebody wrote on there, on my post, 181 weeks ago. And what I said was, this devout Baptist got baptized in Jesus' name tonight. And so, somebody writes me and they say, so you don't think Baptists are saved? Praise God. You know what I said? I don't care what you call yourself. If you don't get obedient to that word, you ain't saved. You could call yourself the Salvation Army if you wanted to. As long as you get in this water and get baptized in Jesus' name and repent of your sins. Well, praise God. And I just feel an urgency to make sure not only that you know, but you know why. Amen. Why 
we've got to be baptized in Jesus' name because it's for the remission of your sins. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. When it comes to salvation, you can't pick your way. You can't pick the Catholic way. You can't pick the Protestant way. Praise God. I'm going to say it. Better be careful picking some Pentecostals ways. You better pick the Bible way. You better make sure it lines up with the first church. I want to be baptized the way Simon Peter was baptizing people. Amazing in the Catholic Encyclopedia, their own encyclopedia. It says in the first century, the early church were all baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And in the second and the third centuries, we changed it into a Trinitarian formula. There's some technology I like, but I don't like Bible technology. (laughs) You know what Bible technology is? When it come an easier way. Praise God. Hey, they've come up with an easier way. They said, if you'll just read this card right here. I accept Christ as my personal Savior. And I'm going to shake this preacher's hand. And I'm entering into the fellowship. You ain't entering into nothing. You're entering into a Billy Graham dream. A made up bunch of garbage. Nowhere in the Bible did they ask, how do we be saved? And they say, praise God, repeat after me. Repeat after me. And then you can go do whatever you want to do. Always the first word was this, repent. Praise God. Praise God. Repent. What a bad word. So they took the N out and put A in there and they said, Repeat. Man, you don't think a letter makes a difference? They said the NIV has like, I don't know how many hundreds of words missing. Verses missing. Well, praise God, it's getting kind of quiet in the church. I'm not against reading other translations. I'm reading one right now. Amen. But I ain't going to base my doctrine and make changes in my life based upon... Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody say we got to do it the Bible way. Daniel, if you'll put that slide up, I want to teach you about something real interesting. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me, In heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father. And of the Son. 
and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Can I get an amen? When I begin to talk about Jesus' name baptism to people who have been indoctrinated and who do not have an understanding of the word of God themselves, all they can do is say, well, what about Matthew 28, 19? Didn't Jesus say, this is what one of them told me, whatever it says in red, that's what I'm going to do or something. Praise God. You ain't doing what it says in red. Praise God. Jesus said, baptize them in the name. If there was three different names, it would have said the name of the Father and the name of the Son and the name of the Holy Ghost. But it don't say that. It says, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Peter said, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Do you think Peter was contradicting the letters in red? Not at all. Peter was telling people to be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Can you imagine being a Trinitarian and thinking that there was three co-equal co-eternal persons in a Godhead and living your whole life on Matthew 28, 19. Now, any good theologian will tell you to understand a scripture, you need to study it in context, which means you need to read the scripture above it and the scripture below it to figure out what that scripture's talking about. Amen. I would hate to base a Trinitarian doctrine in my salvation on Matthew 28, 19 when Jesus said in the scripture Right above it, all power is given unto me, not just here in Nazareth or here in Jerusalem, but in all, in heaven and in earth. You know what Jesus was saying? I've got power. It don't matter if it's on a street of gold. I've got the power there. I've got the power here. i got the power there. If it's power, it's mine. If it's authority, it's mine. And then he said, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Now think about if there was a holy trinity, what Jesus just did. You know what he just said? Ignore those two. This may be too much for you. If there was a holy trinity, Jesus just said, you ain't got to listen to the Father and you ain't got to listen to that other spirit. You just observe what I said. And I'm going to be with you even to the end of the world. You know what he's saying is? 
you're about to get ditched by them. Well, what, what, how sad it would be to be a Trinitarian. So what does 28.19? Let's, let's read it. Go, teach, baptize in the name. In the name of what? Of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. In John 5.43... This is Jesus speaking. He said, I am come in my Father's name. Praise God. Praise God. You know what he was saying is? The revealed name of the Father is what? Jesus. Amen. Matthew 1 and 21 the Bible says, and she shall bring forth a son. Everybody say a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. What is the name of the son? John the 14th chapter. He said, these things have I spoken unto you being yet present with you. He's saying, I'm speaking to you and I'm with you. I'm, speak, I'm talking to you and I'm with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. Put that screen back up there for a second. Which the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I said unto you. Praise God. Jesus said the Holy Ghost was going to come in the name of Jesus. Furthermore, the Bible said in John 14 and 17, Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. He said, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. He was saying the Holy Ghost. He said, when you get the Holy Ghost, what you're going to have is me inside of you. The world ain't going to comprehend this. But you know what it is because it's dwelling with you right now. We're walking the streets right now. But I'm going to be in you. What did the Bible say the Spirit is? Jesus Christ. Christ in you. What is it? The hope of Jesus said, baptize them in the name. Praise God. So what did Peter do? He baptized them in the name. What did he do to the Jews? He baptized them in the name. What did he do to the Gentiles? 
He baptized them in the name. What did he do to the uh, Samaritans? He baptized them in the name of Jesus. <laughs> the disciples of John, what happened to them? They got rebaptized in the name of Jesus. <laughs> How did Paul get baptized? In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Everybody that was baptized in the Bible was baptized into the name of Jesus Christ. You can't change it. Okay. Everybody's baptized in Jesus' name. What? What's so important about that? Praise God. Let me tell you what's important about it. Because when you get baptized in the titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and you don't call the name of Jesus, all you did was get called by a bunch of titles. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there's not another name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So everything you do in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, it's amazing. People go to the restaurant and they pray for a long time and, and then they say, in Jesus' name. Praise God. I'm glad they do that. And they... Go to the hospital and they pray in Jesus' name. And then they go do other things and they do it in Jesus' name. And when they get down into the water, they don't do it. I, I, I don't know if I'm preaching to you or preaching to somebody in the internet. Somebody 181 weeks away, who knows. But I feel it in the Holy Ghost. The Bible said, well, why, why, are you, why are you so elementary today? Because it said, make sure, make your calling an election sure. What? I'm just going to tell you, if you don't remember being baptized in Jesus' name, you, you don't want to get there and say, well, you know what I meant. And the Trinitarian tell me that. I said, you can't baptize like that. He said, well, he, you know what we mean. I know what you mean, but you got to do it. What, 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 what is the hang-up? What, what, why is it in there? What, what's going on? They are repeating the commandment of God without fulfilling the commandment. I, I've made this simple analogy 50 times, and I'm going to do it again. Because maybe somebody ain't ever heard it. Praise God. And I always use Brother Philip. And I say, Philip, take out the trash. And if he stood up and said, Philip, take out the trash. I would think. Maybe he didn't comprehend what I was talking about. Amen. Them high IQ people sometimes, you know, like... You know, like Albert Einstein, you had to tell them to comb their hair and brush their teeth and stuff. Philip, take out the trash. Philip, take out the trash. 
what's the problem? Philip keeps repeating what I said without doing what I said. Jesus said, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And what do people all over the world do? They repeat exactly what he said. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. No, you didn't. You can repeat it 10,000 times. But until he gets up. Let's do it this time. We've never done this before. When it finally clicks, what I'm trying to tell you is take out the trash. He finally got it after eight and a half years. Praise God. Hallelujah. Stand together with me. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Ain't God good to us? Ain't God good to us? Let me tell you something, church. There's not one Trinitarian scripture in the entire Bible. You don't have to jump over scriptures that you don't know. and You need to, if you don't comprehend it, come talk to me. And I will give you a oneness of the Godhead Bible study where you will comprehend the spirit and the flesh. Where you'll comprehend that God was manifest in the flesh. God was seen of angels. God preached to the woman at the well that day, told her about the water. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, why don't you lift your hands? Come on, the Bible says the redeemed ought to say so. I said the redeemed ought to say so. You know who ought to be shouting tonight? It shouldn't be the charismatics. You know who ought to be dancing tonight? It shouldn't be the church of God in Christ. They shouldn't be out dancing the oneness apostolics. You know who ought to have their hands up in the air tonight? The ones that have experienced the remission of their sins. The one that's been buried in the name of Jesus. Come on, why don't you get out in the aisle? Let's have a Holy Ghost party right now. What do you say? I feel like having a Holy Ghost time. Why are you so excited? Because I know truth. Why are you so happy? Listen to what people say. They say, how? If Jesus' name baptism is the right way, and it's not Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, why do only 
of Christians get baptized in Jesus' name? Why do 90 get baptized in the titles? And they ask me that. And this is what I say. I don't have to explain why I baptize in Jesus' name. I've got scripture. You need to explain to me where you've seen somebody get baptized in the Bible. And I go further than this. If you find a place in the Bible where somebody was baptized in the titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I'll let you baptize me that way. Oh, be careful. But no, I ain't careful. I've read the Bible over and over and over and over and over. And it don't matter if they were Jew or Gentile, Samaritan. They all got baptized in the name of Jesus. Hey, we don't have to hunker down and be ashamed of the gospel. You hear me? Don't be ashamed that you know truth. They say, how could 90% do it the wrong way and 10% do it the right way? Well, the Bible does say that broad is the way. Broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Narrow is the way. The Bible said only a few are going to find it. Now tell me which road do you want to be on? The straight road or the broad road? You want to be on the wide way or the narrow way? I want to be on the Jesus way. I want to be on the Jesus way. Help us, God. Come on, let's have a Holy Ghost party. Take somebody by the hand. Amen. There ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. There ain't no party like a truth party. Come on. What does this really mean? What is the name of the Father? What is the name of the Son?
clap your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Amen. Are you thankful for truth tonight? And this is what? This is the burden of my heart and the reason I preach this tonight is I don't ever want you to think that the reason you are baptized in Jesus' name is because that's how your church does it. If you think you're baptized in Jesus' name because that's how your church does it or that's how Bishop Holmes taught us how to do it, then you won't understand the urgency of teaching other people that this is the Bible way. Do you, do, you, do you feel what I'm feeling? When you understand there's not another way. See, if you don't know it in Scripture, you think they may be all right doing what they do, and this is what we do. We don't do this because this is what we do. Because somebody wrote a charter. This is how the church is going to be. We do this because the Bible commands us. And when you get in your spirit, there's not another way. Then all of a sudden, you're going to feel an urgency. God, help me show somebody. Does anybody want to win a soul? Would anybody like to teach somebody the plan of salvation? I, I, I feel God wanting to help somebody right now. I feel God wanting to make teachers. <laughs> I feel the Holy Ghost right now. This ain't intended to stay in these four walls. God wants it in your heart where you can teach your family. You're not doing it right. Let me show you what the Bible says. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Help us, God. Don't, don't, don't resist truth. Please, church. The Pharisees resisted Jesus. They resisted the Holy Ghost. Don't resist truth. Embrace it. When you embrace it, it's going to become a burden upon you. You're going to find somebody and help them. When you look at, you walk through Walmart and you see people and you know they're not baptized in His name. You know they're not full of the Spirit. Think about if God would put a burden on you. If I don't reach them, who's going to reach them? If I don't talk to them, who is going to talk to them? If we're the lighthouse, and we don't let our light shine, if they just think we're the local organization of Mennonites, we're just the holiness funny people, what have we done? You know, we ought, we ought to be the friendliest. You ought to have a church card in your purse, billfold, car, all the time. We've got thousands of them. Why? So you can hand them to people. Hey, I'd love to get with you and study the Bible sometime. 
Some people may not ever come in this church until you sat down with them somewhere and talked to them. What, what, how do you do it? You do whatever it takes. You become all things, Paul said, to all men. I can sit down and talk about deer hunting for a while if, to a deer hunter before I put the hook in his jaw. I can talk to welders. Praise God, I took agriculture. I, I can... Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. I've talked about some of the dumbest stuff in my life. What was you doing? I was fixing to set the hook. I hate talking about the weather. It's a, that's the dumbest subject. But I've talked about it. Cold fronts. Barometric pressure. What are you doing? I'm trying to build something where I can talk to somebody about truth. God, give us wisdom. Lift your hands to the Lord right now. God, help us. God, put it in our spirit. Put a hunger to be soul winners. Help us to teach, God. Help us to reach the lost. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Shake somebody's hand. Tell them I'm just making sure you've been baptized in Jesus.